Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We go to the celebrity line now where we will talk to Miami Herald. Marlins reporter Craig Mish. Craig, breaking the story yesterday that Jordan Hicks was dealt to Toronto in exchange for two pitching prospects. Thank you for joining us today, Craig. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Hope you're well. Yeah, we are doing really well. So let's go back to yesterday when you broke that news. How, from what you've heard, how long have the Blue Jays been interested in Hicks? And what do you know about the two young pitching prospects? Well, look, I I think at the point where you look at the possibilities of players that were available of Hicks's caliber at the trade deadline, you know, the first player that some people thought would be available, Josh Hader, for the Padres, depending on their situation, the Padres played much better, and so obviously it doesn't look like he's going to be traded. And then Miami acquired uh, David Robertson, who's done a great job closing for the Mets. He got the save for Miami yesterday, and so it was only natural, I think, at that point to look at Hicks on an expiring contract, which the Blue Jays did, and think that he's probably the next best in line. They, you know, Their closer, Jordan Romano, has been out. Uh, Hicks obviously could pitch the eighth. He could pitch the ninth. And so I think, you know, once they determined that they were not going to be able to get a long-term extension done, and I know that they did talk about one, uh, at that point, the Cardinals decided, hey, look, it's probably best that we just move the player. And look, you know, the Cardinals could, if they wanted to, go back in the offseason once again and, uh, and, you know, and acquire him. But as far as what they got back in return, it looks like they got a pretty good return here. Look, I mean, these things are impossible to to really know what the future could hold. But um, any anytime you're getting prospects back, in an expiring contract, you just you just have to hope that you can see them in the big leagues in a year or two. Craig, uh, after the game, Ali Marmol said he was hopeful that maybe they can get those guys back at the uh, at the end of the season. Do you think that that's a possibility, knowing that Jordan Montgomery is gone, uh, Jordan Hicks is gone, and, and maybe you're losing Jack Flaherty at the end of this at the end of this trade dead, deadline as well? Yeah, look, I, I think that out of every t- ten times this happens probably less than one out of 10, the guy ends up going back to the team that he left. Probably like a half out of 10, maybe one at the most. So, yeah, I mean, Hicks may be the best shot of all of them because I think the the Cardinals are looking to go a different direction with starting pitching, and that's not that Montgomery didn't didn't pitch well for them. It's just they're looking for more guys that have swing and miss in the rotation, and I think that, you know, John Mazzalek has talked about that quite a bit. The Cardinals just didn't have those guys that were going to get more swings and misses. They were just reliant on the defense, and um, you know it just didn't work out. So I, I don't know that any of them will be back. It's probably the odds are against that, but that's not to say that it can't happen. It's just very it's, it's very unusual for a player to be traded and then the next year come back and say, yeah, I'll sign with you again. It happens very infrequently. We are talking to Miami Herald Marlins reporter Craig Mish, who has his pulse on all things Major League Baseball. As we mentioned, you were the one that was able to break the story yesterday that Jordan Hicks was dealt to Toronto in exchange for two pitching prospects. Are you hearing anything about the possibility of Jack Flaherty being moved or even a Dylan Carlson? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that 
there's a pretty good chance that Flaherty's moved in, in the next day or two. I, I do think the Cardinals have other things happening also. And I think that other players will be moved, maybe some that haven't even been mentioned yet. So I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on that and see. But it does feel like they're going to be one of the more teams in, in sort of reconfiguring what their team looks like for next season. As far as Flaherty is concerned, he's kind of the big chip, I think, that they're holding as far as an expiring contract. And then they do have a glut of middle, middle infielders and even outfielders to this point that they could trade who are under contract for the future, that they could try and get a pitcher or two that could potentially help them in the future. So I, I do anticipate them trading Flaherty, and I do think the Cardinals are going to make other moves too. Craig, the uh, Miami Mar- Marlins, the team you cover, are in second in the division, but they're still vying for that spot in the wild card. What moves are they looking to make before the trade trade deadline? Yeah, well, I, I think that they would have liked Montgomery before he got traded to Texas, but you know, I, I think that's you know it, it, the Cardinals have to make the best deal that they're looking for. And and maybe Miami just wasn't willing to give up as much. I'm not really sure exactly what's going on there, but uh, Miami would like to add a a starting pitcher before, uh, before tomorrow at six o'clock. They also would like to acquire another bat of some kind, whether that's a third baseman or a first baseman uh, or a middle infielder that remains to be seen. But I still think that the Marlins, if I had to guess, will probably end up making two more moves, one for a pitcher and one for a bat if they can. And if not, that's just the way the deadline goes. You never know. But that's my guess. You talked about Jordan Montgomery going to the Rangers. They also made another big trade over the weekend. What did you think about Max Scherzer uh, heading down to Texas? Yeah, that that was really interesting to see. What's most interesting about that deal to me is, boy, did we waste a lot of time talking about how good the Mets were going to be with that $350 million payroll, right? Like the Mets won the offseason and they're, headed straight to the National League Championship or the World Series. And, uh, boy, the national media really ate that up, right? Like, that that's going to be the team to beat. No stopping them. Padres right there, they're going to be the team to beat. It, it just goes to show you that you just cannot buy a championship. You could buy yourself into being competitive, but to just guarantee yourself a championship based on any payroll is almost impossible in this day and age in sports. So with the Mets eating some money, I, I think that that made sense for them and for the Rangers losing their starting pitcher, Nathan Uvalde on the injured list, at least for the time being, we don't know what that's going to look like. I think that that was a very aggressive move for them to, to get better. And and I think also like the Cardinals, I think the Mets have at least two or three players that they could easily trade. But what, what happens is the, the, these, these teams are going to wait right up until six o'clock Eastern on, on Tuesday, just maximize, what they possibly can for maybe some team that didn't get somebody else that they thought. And that's why the trade deadline is there for a reason. So I do expect also the Mets to make some more moves, I would say, by tomorrow. Do you think that there's a likelihood that the Cardinals and Marlins could make a move before the trade deadline? You mentioned some players that they could be looking for, and the Cardinals do have some guys available that could fit that. I do. I do. I I think that there is a chance. You know, the Marlins manager is Skip Schumacher. He has a very intense knowledge of of what the Cardinals have and and some of the players that he likes. And, you know, I I think that that would certainly help any trade situation because he's going to really be able to identify what he needs to make Miami better. And so to answer your question is, yeah, I mean, I I think there's a shot that these two teams are able to hook up before uh, Tuesday at six o'clock Eastern. Now, I, I don't know exactly what the Cardinals would covet in the Marlins organization, but the uh, you know look the Cardinals have a glut of outfielders they have a glut of infielders Miami's sort of on the uh, lacking end of a bat 
They do have some pitchers in their minor league system who I think could help St. Louis in the future. So, uh, yeah, I do. I, I think there's a chance of something happening. Thank you so much, Craig, for joining us. We know that you're super busy, so we'll let you get back to work. But thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. That was Miami Herald Marlins reporter Craig Mish. You can also check him out here shortly on Newswire on SportsGrid coming up at 10 a.m.